I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode of 12-Pack Radio is made possible by Nextiva, the official communications partner of the Pac-12 and the best business phone service as chosen by U.S. News and World Report. Nextiva helps companies all over the Pac-12 country stay connected with customers and coworkers using one easy-to-use app. Get Nextiva for your business and get business phone service, video conferencing, team chat, call reporting, and more. Offer a fraction of what you would pay for those services separately. Make great calls every freaking day. Visit nextiva.com forward slash 12-pack to get started. Nextiva.com forward slash 1-2-P-A-C to start. Do it now. Oh, For 12-Pack Radio, get excited, y'all. Welcome back, everyone, to 12-Pack Radio, your podcast source for Pac-12 football news, the home of the Beta Rank College Football Statistical Model, and your home for Pac-12 gambling advice with William Hills Max Meyer. It is spring football. Spring football is in the air, but, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that next week. Why? Because Sean Miller got fired in Arizona. <laughs> bow, bow, bow. And uh, and normally we don't talk basketball on this podcast unless we have Max Meyer on with us. But I feel like there's some schadenfreude for like some people uh, that listen to the show because of Arizona's um, extracurricular activities. And a lot of people that listen to this show um, followed us over from Wildcat Radio. And, um, and Rob and I had done a tremendous amount of work in terms of covering the FBI scandal, the trial, um, where Arizona stands. And, um, and man, things got a little hot in Arizona land with fans. I think uh, Sean Miller was a polarizing figure with most of the polarization <laughs> being uh, with the masses who liked him. And uh, Rob and I had, had our, um, our hesitancies on the Sean Miller era in the last couple of years. So we figured we would record this and kind of give our thoughts on it and talk about it because it's something that we're quite interested in and it's relevant to the conference. And to do that, of course, is Rob Bowen from Sharp College Football, who's just putting out all sorts of videos right now. And they are amazing. You should check them out. What is going on, Rob? Uh, we've covered two Pac-12 teams in the last two days, uh, you know, projecting ASU at 19 and UCLA at uh, 18. So uh, you can check them out on our YouTube channel. UCLA is going to have a Final Four team in basketball and football this year, Rob. It's amazing. No, I don't know that I would, I don't know that, I mean, I would want to see the Bruins in the playoff. I mean, no offense, Bruins fans, but I don't know that you want to see your team in the playoff yet. Like give Chip, if, if you're a Chip Kelly believer, give them another couple of years to try to get a playoff team. <laughs> no, no. Uh, and so again, we're, we're going to get into spring football. There's a ton of stuff to cover. I know ASU just had their spring game. A couple other teams are doing their uh, spring games, hopefully coming up. And uh, there's lots of news coming out. So we're going to start following that. It's our way of starting to dip our toe into the water of Pac-12 college football season because uh, we want to be up uh, and on top of things. And it'll be fun because we'll have a full season now. I just got my first vaccine. So I'm excited to go to uh, whether it's Corvallis or 
Eugene, or uh, I still want to go to the Palouse to watch a game, Rob, at some point. So uh, that that certainly is on the table for me. And uh, we're just really excited to get back into a full football season. But uh, really, the big news uh, today, Rob, is, of course, the firing of Sean Miller at Arizona, which I think leaves a big job. And like, I'm I'm curious. Uh, I have another question for you later, which is how good of a job is the Arizona job? Um, but I, what were your first initial reactions after covering this really at length for like freaking four years now? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I felt like, I mean, I wasn't surprised that it was coming. I mean, I, I think a lot of folks, if you're, uh, an Arizona fan or a PAC 12 fan, you know, you were, I mean, perhaps aware that, you know, Miller's contract, um, was up after next year. Uh, and I, I think a lot of people were expecting that the, the extension would get done, um, you know, before the NCAA tournament, uh, you know, really even took off. And uh, the fact that it didn't, and it kept dragging on, uh, I remember just kind of like, it would hit me like, Oh, wait a minute. Like, did they extend Sean Miller yet? Because in, in Arizona, the media in Arizona too, because of the women's final four run, um, got very sidetracked, if you will, off of the Sean Miller extension watch. <laughs> and, um, and then all like, and I did, I mean, as you know, I did too watching the, the women's final four run and then uh, checking back in. I'm like, Oh my gosh, like I, I didn't miss it. They, they haven't extended him. So, I mean, it wasn't a huge surprise. I mean, I, I think, well, I mean, well, I will say it wasn't a surprise that it happened after I didn't see the extension come down. It was a little surprising, and I, I don't know how you feel about this, Brian, but like I felt like they had stuck by him so long. I kind of just expected him to keep them to keep standing by him because it had um, they had already gone through so so much with Miller, um, both in the original uh, what came out in the trials. Um, you know, the fact that Arizona had a, uh, you know, a, an assistant who was indicted and then, and, and convicted, um, and, you know, uh, you know, has, uh, you know, when I, I believe served some jail time, um, for his part in the, the scandal. And then you know, there's also the, you know, the, what came out in the notice of allegations. I mean, the, the, I, I think, and I, I felt this way that, you know, the, the notice of allegations, was a little lighter on Sean Miller than I was expecting. Um, they didn't really tie him to anything directly because I don't think that they got any evidence out of the FBI probe that tied Miller in personally. Um, so he was, it was a little surprising because he was really only facing like the lack of compliance, but I mean, all in, I mean, I guess I, I really thought if you had asked me like in the middle of this year, even in particular after the lighter notice of allegations, at least as far as Miller's personal involvement went, I thought, well, they stuck by him this far. Like he's not going anywhere. I really thought that I thought like he was going to get like, maybe like a Harbaugh like extension that was kind of school friendly with a very favorable buyout for Arizona, but he would get extended. Uh, and that didn't happen. Yeah. You know, taking it a step back here, I think the first thing is like, so on on Pactual Twitter and Twitter is a terrible terrible place. Um, but I think one of the things that keeps popping up is like this this idea of oh like I thought Sean Miller is vindicated and uh, and like you know, all in, sarc in sarcasm right like um, so like the like it, a lot of holier than thou stuff like oh Arizona is the school that like totally goes out and cheats and like I think the first thing to highlight 
for us, and we talked about this before, but it was more on Wildcat Radio, is the fact that if you're pulling in five-star recruits, like there, there's some dealing going on. And and this did yeah. not excuse Arizona from what they did. Like they just happened to be the one of a number of programs that happened to be in the orbit of one particular um, runner who happened to be tied to somebody who got arrested for a securities fraud issue that right. happened to know about college basketball. So um, that doesn't mean that Arizona shouldn't get in trouble for what they did. Like right, it's only cheating if you get caught, and they got caught. Um, but I do see like a lot of conversation on twitter right now like really pointing the finger at arizona as asu and oregon and ucla and usc you know all like pulling these big five-star oh. programs and we kind of know how that money goes right i mean like i uh i i had um a few years ago i had a washington fan lecturing at me about arizona being dirty and i was like is anyone's recruiting more suspect than Lorenzo Romar? (laughs) Just consistently landing these five-star guys, even though like for the last part of his tenure, they weren't any good. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, it's, it's pervasive. I mean, I I think one thing that everyone should take away from this in particular, I mean, I I think it's also pervasive in college football. So, Um, but I, I, in, in college basketball, shoe money is pervasive. Um, you know, these kids are, uh, you know, no one is going to play for your program for free. If coach K is, you know, handing out $600,000 handshakes. And, you know, there are allegations that may come out later on with the, uh, Avenatti trial. Um, and he's got a, a decent amount of a paper trail for what he had released on some of the Nike stuff that we haven't seen really yet. Um, but there's, uh, I mean, the big takeaway here is like, if Kansas is giving out, you know, a hundred thousand dollars to come to Kansas or when Rick Pitino was at Louisville, nobody's, nobody's going to your place for, for nothing, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like you should just do some base, like you should just do a basic economic sense check on how reality works. <laughs> and again, like Arizona got in trouble for this. So I get like, oh, I, yeah. it, it, it is, it is what it is. And, um, and we, like, I am not a Miller apologist. In fact, like we will get into that heavily, but like in terms of the timeline, right, that thing happens. And my, my first initial reaction was, okay, this happened. I know this is happening throughout college basketball. And it looks like the, the government and the FBI is really going to dig into this. They raided Adidas's like, you know, headquarters. They, they raided like Kansas basketball. And I'm like, okay, if they're going to bring the long arm of the law you know, and really dig into this stuff, then Arizona should stick by Miller because more programs are going to be, you know, just lit, yeah. like, lit up like a Christmas tree. And then, and so like, I actually wasn't opposed to them. And at that time, Miller had, had started to slip a little bit. There was that sweet 16 game that they lost to, um, that they lost to Xavier when they did the one, three, one zone. Um, and Miller just got his hand handed to him by Chris Mack. And then they lost the next round in the first round. That was the sweaty shirt game where he lost to Wichita oh, State. Yeah. Then they didn't make the tournament. And then they, they brought on Deandre Ayton and losing the first round, which is inexcusable with a player that that's good. That, that's that good. They also had Alonzo Trier and some other like high, high mark players there. So like, but but still at the time, like he he did put together a really good run. So I was like, okay, well they might as well just stick with him because I think the I think the noise is going to be brought on a lot of schools. But it didn't, and I think the moment that that happened, um, given the right. track record after the scandal, where Miller like basically, I mean he he did a little bit better than 500 in the conference, but pulling in top five recruiting classes still, plus seniors, plus transfers. Um, I thought Rob, that was when they really needed to pull the trigger. 
Yeah, I mean, you remember that big press conference, right, where the the the, the federal prosecutor, you know, famously said, like, we have your playbook. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, like, we're coming after you. And I, I think people took that literally, right? Like, I, I think people really thought the FBI was going to launch and the, and the feds were going to launch this wide-ranging probe into college basketball. And it really just turns out that they had this one lead, you know, as you mentioned, the guy that got busted for securities fraud, there's like, oh, I also know about this college basketball stuff going on. Um, and they just ran that down a little bit, got a couple guys on some wiretaps. And then with, uh, you know, the, 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 you know, the fake, uh, you know, the fake setup that they got, you know, really with through Dawkins and everybody. And that, that was it. And they called it a day. Right. And so like as, as, as it started to unfold, you're thinking like, yeah, it makes sense. Like who knows how many coaches are going to end up entangled in this. Right. I mean, in particular, if you looked at, um, and we talked about this, some of the names, uh, in particular, Merle code, um, who's writing a tell all book. So just so like FYI, like, <laughs> like when we, when we when I talk about like, uh, like almost everyone is involved in this, like, if you're a coach, like you better have been nice to Merle code because Merle code, uh, was at Adidas and their youth basketball program. Um, but before that, for a long number of years, he was at Nike grassroots basketball. I really thought like the prosecutors would actually try to get these, some of these guys to flip, right. Offer them a deal. Particularly if you offered somebody like Merle code a deal, I mean, you, you would end up with the treasure trove of information that would implicate nearly everyone in college basketball. And that really never happened. And so you're right. Like when it was, when in the real, when, when we realized that like, oh, this is, this is just going to be, you know, they got in quick and got these schools and got out. Uh, if you're one of those schools, all of a sudden you're in full damage control because this isn't some wide ranging college basketball scandal that the NCAA is going to be collecting evidence on. It is, while it is still larger than, you know, your normal one school case, um, you know, you're, you're left, it's, it's musical chairs and everybody else is out. Right. (laughs) So you're, you, uh, the fact that I think, you know, like that Arizona didn't pull a Louisville and just like fire Rick Pitino and, and hope for mercy, um, you know, and I mean, I thought it was odd too, because like you can, you, I, you know, like it could not be more in contrast, you know, the contrast could not be clearer between like Kansas just giving Bill Self a lifetime contract. <laughs> that was so, <laughs> because the biggest everyone F-U. focused, everyone focused on Sean Miller, I think in particular because of the ESPN piece, which, you know, has not ever, uh, you know, and we've gone back and forth on that a lot, but has not ever been substantiated. Um, and it may not be anything more that ESPN piece than what was we actually did hear in t- on, on tape, which was, um, you know, which was Book Richardson saying that Sean Miller had paid for Dondre, but not Sean Miller saying it, right? Um, so that that piece, I think, put the focus very much on Sean Miller. But, you know, like if you look what, uh, you know, was said, you know, by the Adidas runner in particular <laughs> in that, about Kansas and Bill Self and texting back and forth with Bill Self. I mean, like Kansas is in self in, in many ways might be more directly in play, implicated than the NCAA even went after Miller. Um, I mean, I guess the, uh, to your point, right, the difference is, I mean, Bill Self sitting on a national title and, and he's won a lot more in Lawrence. Yeah, and, um, and he's not an asshole. Like, I think that's the other thing. Where, oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, the, it, it is what it, you know, one of the things that drives me nuts. So, like, um, a, a lot of Arizona fans, their airing of grievances on this often surrounds, like, things that aren't 
that are like easily fixable. So it'd be like, oh, like nobody in the media likes Sean Miller's. Well, it's because he's an asshole. Like it's not that difficult to like yeah. just go through the motions yeah. and like, and that's part of the job is to, you know, is to put up a good face and like be the leader of the program. And if you talk to all these, now I'm not saying like, that doesn't mean that it's fair. It just means that like, it's just laziness <laughs> where, you know, you have Bill Self and if you talk to national writers, they really like Bill Self and they like, you know, good old boy, um, a Huggy Bear and all this stuff because like they just put in a little bit of effort to cultivate their image and stuff. And Miller just kind of decided to do the opposite. Uh, it's not that he was like, um, well, I think he, I think he was pretty prickly, prickly, particularly um, at the end of his tenure at Arizona and was was the other thing they talk about, too, is the um, the timing of his his firing. Right. So right now, yeah. um, everybody in Tucson is like, oh, well, like, you know, the, the timing of this is is cr- terrible and crazy. And it's like, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, but like they, they finally did it. And um, like, right. I think it was overdue if you take a look at his track record. Right. So like in the beginning yeah. of, you know, three lead eights for Arizona um, and one of those with Brandon Ashley when he got hurt. But after that, you know, they lose in the first round. Um, they lose in the Sweet 16. And then they make they lose in the first round again with Aiton, and then you know the, that COVID team that he had like last year with Nico Mannion, that was a top five recruiting class that just totally underperformed. And like, if you watch yeah. Arizona basketball, the offense and lack of creativity on the offense is really really striking, um, and uh, and kind of, kind of frustrating to watch. And you just saw a coach that like. You know, maybe he can get him back there. I poked fun at, at Mick Cronin like to death. I mean, that guy lost every first and second round game ever, like possible <laughs> his entire career, and he just made it to the Final Four. But you know, the momentum right. for for Miller at the end of his tenure, it just kind of got really tired. Um, and anyway, I, I just think that Arizona fans are often pointing like to, to is the timing of this right, or like you know, oh, the the media was really mean to him, and it's kind of like you know it's the track record and the fact that he got caught um, and the fact that he hasn't like really put in the effort <laughs> to try to like, well, I, 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 you know, so and we, you know, you and I have both lived in Tucson. Um, Tucson's a big, small town and, but it's still very much a college town, right? Like, even though, you know, the, the surrounding area is a million people now, you know, like it, it, it you know, a lot of, you know, Tucson life still revolves around the university as kind of a hub. Um, and I, I like to have Miller in particular, who was, I mean, the, he never, he never made time for local media, whether it be from Phoenix or from Tucson. Um, and you know, the only guys that were allowed and, and, and women who were allowed access to the program were, were national writers. Um, but to sort of like completely cut out the, the, the local coverage, uh, in the way that they did. And then he was particularly, I mean, he was, I mean, you've seen the president. He was a jerk. <laughs> he was a jerk. And I got to say, like, I mean, it's, there's the, uh, and I tell people this, uh, you know, at work sometimes I, I, you know, I manage people, some of whom have, you know, advanced degrees in mathematics and sometimes don't want to be, you know, put up with some of the questions that they get. Now I will tell them like, if you produce, you can be a prima donna. Like, you know, like if you, <laughs> I mean, it's true. I mean, it's like the, the line from Bull Durham, right? Like, you know, like if you win 20 games in the show, like people won't care that you have moldy, so, you know, shower socks, like they'll think it makes you, it gives you character. Like if you don't, you're just a slob and like Miller, like if you're, if you've won a lot of games and, you know, one, you know, gotten to the final four, put together a national title, like you can be a total jerk. If you're, if you're a guy that hasn't 
you know, gotten to the, you know, elite eight in years and keep squandering top five recruiting classes, like maybe being a jerk to everyone isn't your best play. <laughs> and, I mean, it was just, he, it, there was times watching Miller, it was as an alum, it was, it was embarrassing, you know, watching him represent the university. Um, but I think too, like, I mean, you, you like to, to hit on is like, Miller, I mean, it just fell off at the, I mean, the wheels really fell off at the end, right? I mean, the, 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 and people, you know, Miller apologists will point to his Ken Palm offensive numbers weren't bad. I, I, I do it. I, I run an advanced stats model, so I can tell you like, yeah, they're not bad. I mean, he's, he's often in the top 20, um, offensively. Now the, the thing that kills Miller is like, he basically gave up on the pack line defense and his defense, the, the, you know, the bottom fell out of his defense over the years. But, you know, like a top 15, I mean, this is a little bit like college football, like a top 15, you know, a top 10, top 15 offense isn't, isn't that great. If you're, if your goal is getting to, you know, a, win a national title, compete for a final four regularly, like you need, you need to have a top five offense, right? Um, you know, in particular for where Miller's defense had fallen off to. And that was the sort of thing. Like I, I just didn't feel like Miller had it anymore as a coach beyond signing day. Um, and then really it's true. Like, I mean, the, he, he kind of was able to pull the Nico Mannion, Josh green, you know, class out of a hat. Um, but you know, this last year, I mean, he didn't, he, he didn't really sign anyone in the U S I mean, he had to go outside the U S to sign players. Um, and it really felt like, I mean, and I think this is a, you know, some real cold hard, you know, like, you know, some, some, some real cold water to splash in your face in the morning. I mean, is the realization that, you know, what do you have with Sean Miller if he can't recruit anymore? Yeah. Yeah. And like and Arizona fans would argue, well, he can't recruit anymore because he got screwed by ESPN. But yeah, um, I mean, like, but, he didn't get screwed by ESPN. He got screwed. He got screwed by some random securities fraud fraudster, <laughs> you know, like, right. Uh, um, hey, wait, let, let's keep going. I, I have a, a lot of other items to talk about with Sean Miller, particularly replacements and um, and some decisions that we didn't make in the past. But let's uh, let's do that right after this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, Rob, we're back. And I cut you off before the break. And you, you had a thought. What, what was it? Is it about the next TV Studios? God bless you. It's not, but but we are in the next TV studios, and it's and it's beautiful in here. Um, I'm just looking around and just um the the the, glee, the glistening glow of all this stuff on Sean Miller Day is just amazing. Um, no, that's great. Uh, no, no. So, uh, okay. So, like, 
Um, he, here's one thing that, that kind of popped up for me <clears throat> because uh, one of the things I hear all the time is um, from from Miller uh, people that are defending Miller are like, well, what like who are you, who is Arizona going to get instead of Miller? Um, and I, my argument was that we should have pulled the plug either the year before or the year before that. And in not doing that, now you're seeing the coaches that Arizona could have gone after. You know, Musselman is at Arkansas. And you have, um, like, you know, I, I loved Kelvin Sampson. Like, you don't think Arizona can, could have pulled Kelvin Sampson three years ago, right? He just took Houston to the final four. Oh, yeah. Could you imagine what he would have been able to do in Tucson with, like, you know, with the, the resources? And I, I think Arizona is an attractive job. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, but, like, even Nate, like, I don't think it was realistic to say that Arizona could get, would have gone after Nate Oates, who, by the way, wiped the floor with Arizona uh, with that Buffalo team in the first round. Uh, but he's at Alabama. He has them. He has them running up and down the court. I just think that it's it, it's not a question about like what Arizona does now. It, like for me, it was like we we've been talking about this for the last couple of years. Arizona could have made a move and picked off some of these coaches that clearly had. Now, now one thing to mention though, because I am talking out of both sides of my mouth a little bit. Apparently, Musselman is an asshole too. <laughs> so, so maybe, but but one that yeah. but one that's winning right now. So uh, you know, like yeah, you, more to your point. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that and. We, we talk about this sometimes with college football too, is that, you know, like I, and I'm an advocate. I think, I think some, some people are risk averse. Uh, and so if they are faced with, you know, the, like there's the, the possibility, cause anytime you make a coaching hire, I mean, it, I mean, uh, there, I guess there are three outcomes, like it could end up the same, but it could go worse. Right. And that, that does worry some people. Right. I mean, I think that the idea that it could get worse than it's been under Miller, that's, entirely possible. I mean, somebody worse could get hired in, um, you know, and, and, you know, next thing you know, you're Indiana and you've had, you know, two straight bad hires. Yeah. That, that sucks. Right. Like, and, and you're trying to, you know, the fan base is, you know, getting apathetic and, um, you know, Indiana doesn't sort of like, you know, knock the socks off recruits anymore like they used to, but it's also, I, I'm a big believer though, that like, if you know what you have, um, and that's not meeting expectations, then make a move because like you're, you're not paying someone to learn on the job. Right. And like you have an opportunity, the rewards in football and basketball for, you know, success are so great. Like make a move. Why not? Uh, and you know, I think Arizona, if you, if you line up, I mean, I, the idea, I think that I sort of, uh, bristle at with Miller is that like, you couldn't hire a Beckett better X's and O coach. I really think you can. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think any, like, I mean, you know, I've joked that like, uh, you know, if you take, you know, after all those elite eights, Sean Miller and Clay Helton are kind of hard to tell apart as far as like underachieving with a lot of talent. Um, you know, but I think if you're Arizona, you know, like Musselman and, and Oates, they're going to be harder to pry away for sure. Right. I mean, those, those names, you know, because the SEC has invested more in basketball than they have in the past, but they're not impossible gets for Arizona. Right. I mean, those are, there's, there are names out there that get, are going to get kicked around with this job because Arizona is still a more attractive job. I mean, I, I, somebody has tried to compare it to like, you know, like it's the, the potential of being like Nebraska after, after Tom Osborne, that's not the case, right? Like you're not, I mean, Arizona is not like cut off from, 
you know, recruiting hotbeds, right? And you just need to have an incredible coach in order to make it work. Like Arizona, you know, Phoenix on its own is producing a lot of basketball talent. You're right by LA. Arizona's traditionally been able to, you know, hit the West Coast very well when they're going. Um, you know, it's, it, it, and they have, I mean, truly, Arizona has truly first class basketball facilities. Um, you know, the river, the Richard Jefferson gym, you know, everything that they have going around the program is top notch. They, they, they fly private, you know, they, they charter flights. Like they're not, you know, Arizona's not flying, doing any flying commercial, um, you know, for any of this. So I, I, I think that, you know, if you're, if you're a coach, this is still a really, really attractive job waiting though. You're right. I mean, why, why wait? Right. Like, and in particular, like waiting this long, this hiring cycle, because like a guy like Chris Beard is like Arizona could have got, I, I think Arizona could have gotten line ahead of Texas to get Chris Beard. Um, even with the potential looming sanctions, um, you know, from the NCAA. And that's the part that sort of makes this, I think, hard to, hard to grasp from a timing perspective for me is that, you did wait and there's still the uncertain, like you don't know how bad the sanctions are going to be. Right. Um, and that might scare people off. Like just the uncertainty might scare people off, like not knowing, you know, it's, it's likely going to be another year postseason ban and some scholarship losses. But you know, like if you already knew what it was going to be, that's an easier thing to wrap your head around, I think for a potential job. Yeah. And, and like, I mean, it's funny because there are often like, you know, I'll be a little sarcastic on our Twitter feed about Miller and I'll, you know, I'll get the testy Arizona fans that are like, oh yeah, who, like I loved, I, there, there is multiple podcasts of me just singing the praises of Chris Beard and why, why I thought he should be the Arizona coach like three or four years ago. Uh, so it's not like, I mean, like, I, I think one of the things is this idea of we can't move on because there's nobody better. Um, when that's you know, crazy. Yeah. I just, I like totally disagree with that. Um, and I do think I I think Arizona is an attractive uh, school a lot of, for the reasons that you mentioned, but also from the support of the fan base, like you and you can see this, and it's not just Arizona. There there are some other schools like this, but um, and I, I always use the example of my dad and I went to a Sweet Sixteen game at Madison Square Garden, and it was Michigan State, um, it was Iowa State, it was Virginia, and it was UConn, and the Michigan State fans. And the Iowa State fans were amazing. They they showed up. They were there. They they were loud. They knew when the calls were right. They stood up when they needed to stand up. Like they they just knew the ebbs and flows of the game. And like and then you compare them to the other teams where Virginia fans were just so happy to be there. Like this is the first time they had made the Sweet Sixteen under Tony Bennett. Like hooray! Like they just didn't really know what to do with themselves. And then the UConn fan, UConn fans were just stupid basketball fans. Like they, you know, the, the fans that would scream at every call, even though the call is obviously wrong. And like they're cheering at the wrong times, and they're making a big deal out of like. And that's not to say that I'm sure there were some. There are some really smart UConn fans because of the history of that program, but like in that gym at that time I was just like the the difference was so clear and that's Arizona fans like in terms of the Iowa State and the Michigan State type of fans where they're going to show up like the fact that they rallied around Sean Miller like they did with the vindicated sign and all that stuff it just like look I, I disagreed with him on it but I also think that um, the ability of being able to rally the fan base around you um, is, is strong. And the fact that there is little competition in the West, obviously Gonzaga is like a, a monster right now, but they're not in your conference. You don't have to play them. Right. And I, yes, I know that the, the Pac-12 did really well in the Pac-12 tournament this year, but historically, if you take a look back in the last five years in the Pac-12, I mean, like it's been Oregon 
and and Arizona kind of, and then some other teams will pop up every now and then. But really, anywhere else on the West Coast, like you're just not running into the buzzsaw that is the ACC or the Big Ten. And I and I know some of those those conferences didn't do well at the tournament, but over the last couple of years, it's tough. Like if you go to the Big Twelve, right, you're facing. Bill Self, <laughs> you're facing Chris Beard. Right. You're facing um, Scott Drew. Scott Drew. I mean, like, what? Which is funny because I always used to make fun of Scott Drew, but he looks finally. It seems like he got his act together. Um, yeah, national yeah. champion Scott Drew. You know, Oklahoma State. You have Lon Kruger. Then he just retired. But like, it's it is a tough sled. You know, if tough sled right. if you go to the Big Twelve, and it's the same thing in the Pac twelve and the ACC. You come to the Pac twelve, and like, you know, you have Andy Infield, who's traditionally hasn't done great with talent. Yeah, I know UCLA, Mick Kernan has them going, but like everybody else in the conference, like, are you afraid of Cal or Stanford or Washington or Washington State? I mean, like, I just think that it, it if you're like I in football, I think we see this sometimes where coaches will pick a team in a conference where they can really stand out, um, like Clemson, right? Like Clemson has to worry about Florida State, kind of, <laughs> and that's about it, right? Yeah. No, and I mean, I th- I think if you look at the Pac-12, like that when people when the Miller defenders would say like, Oh, he's won a bunch of PAC 12 games. I'm like, yeah, but the PAC 12 is stunk. <laughs> I mean, let's not, I mean, let's not dress it up. Like for, for a good number of the years that, you know, the, you know, that Miller uh, has been at Arizona, the PAC 12 just hasn't been a very good basketball conference. I mean, I mean, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. I mean, I think the last national title for the PAC 12 in basketball is, is Arizona. 2001. I think I um, wonder if UCLA might've gotten one. No, 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 no. 2001 is no. Like the last national title is, is Arizona in 97. Man, that's wild. Um, right. I mean, like, the, and that is, I mean, that we talk about like the, the PAC 12 hasn't had a national champion in football since USC, but like basketball is, it's, it's a long, long time, um, since the PAC 12, you know, hoisted some real hardware in basketball and, you know, other than like, you know, I, I, I think, uh, Ben Howland's run, you know, where he had those final fours. Um, I mean, you could argue, you know, like Sean Miller had a two year run where Arizona was, you know, really considered one of the top two or three best teams in college basketball. Um, you know, and I, I think Oregon has some, some, some highlights, but man, like you're right. I mean, the PAC 12 isn't, isn't great. And you could go out there. I mean, and I mean, I, I think Mick Cronin is a very good X's and O's basketball coach, but I wouldn't, you know, like you, you know, if you're Arizona, like you're still going to be able to go out and get your guys, right? Like you're going to be able to go out there and recruit, um, you know, absolutely. I mean, even when, I mean, and Alford had some years where he recruited pretty well at UCLA, like Miller still pulled in great players, right? Like even when Ben Howland was rolling at UCLA, Lute Olson was still pulling in great players at Arizona, um, and you know, you, you still feel like you're, if you're Arizona, you can go out, you know, you're, I mean, I've been to Spokane, <laughs> spent some time there. I, have, I grew up in Wyoming and I, I, I was Catholic growing up. I have a lot of friends that went to Gonzaga. Like, I mean, Tucson, Tucson may get some crap from people, but like you would choose Tucson and Arizona every day of the week over Spokane. <laughs> um, you know, so like, I, I don't feel like there's, you know, like there's, you know, west of the, you know, in the Pac-12, I mean, and really you can argue, I mean, west of the Mississippi, it's, you know, you have, really have Kansas and, and Arizona and, you know, there's, there's, you know, and you, I mean, I think you can really argue UCLA, but it's a, it's a top four job, you know, west of the Mississippi. And there's just not that many places that you can say that there's a, and there's still a ton of basketball talent in LA and Phoenix. 
Um, oh, you know, even in I mean, Arizona, Seattle area. Bones. Yeah. Yeah. That's why they hired Jason Terry was to get some of that sleaze up in Seattle, get all those players coming to Arizona. Yeah. I mean, I mean like, it's still, I mean, it's still a very good, it's still a very good job. And there's, I mean, it's not, um, you know, I think one of the things that makes Arizona different too, than some other schools is other schools, the boosters are, you know, much more heavily aligned towards football and in Arizona, they're, they're, you know, the booster money is really aligned towards basketball, whether it's pro players from the program giving back. I mean, we just mentioned like the Richard Jefferson gym, but you know, big Arizona boosters, some of whom may have been the reason Sean Miller wasn't fired earlier, yeah. <laughs> but you know, big Arizona boosters are lined up behind the program. Um, and if you have success, I mean, you remember, I mean, you remember that crazy contract that had like, ga- you know, like uh, shares in a um, like gas company and limited, yeah. yeah, like a gas company limited partnership that the Arizona booster set up for like when Arizona was on top of the world in 2014 for like Rich Rodriguez and Sean Miller, right? Like trying to get those guys to never leave. And then it turned out they both had to be fired. <laughs> <laughs> Money well like, spent. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, but like Arizona, I mean, the, the boosters, I mean, the booster money is there uh, in particular for the basketball program. Right. I mean, so if you're, if you're a new coach coming in, you know, like you're just, you're sort of weighing out, like, I mean, but you also know you're going to get, you're going to get patience from the fan base and the administration because yeah. of the sanctions coming. Right. Oh yeah. And like that, that's part of the reason I was talking about the fan base where I think if you jump into Arizona, like they're going to give you a couple of years because that fan base is really, really smart and very, very dedicated to the university and just loves Arizona basketball. So you're going to have some leeway. You're going to have that baked in. You're going to have the money. There's the history there, right? Like national title, four final fours, nine elite eights or whatever, a bunch of sweet 16s, all the pros. Um, and one a perfect example of this, and to Sean Miller's credit, the way that he was able to rally all of the former players around Arizona. So every time you go to an Arizona game, it's like it is a a carousel of pro players that that tell you the things that they have won over the years. And like there are so many players that it's a different set of players basically every every uh, game because they're eight, because of how many people they've been able to cycle through the program. So I, I just think that there's a really strong base there to work from. And, you know, we'll see. You know, maybe, Rob, you and I, just being from Arizona, think too highly of, of that program and what it can be. Because, you know, when we looked back at the hiring process, you know, Arizona almost, almost hired Tim Floyd. <laughs> Thank God that didn't happen. Although he's, he's a good coach, but uh, he probably would have gotten fired at some point, too, for uh, for extracurricular activities. Um, but But there was a moment where Sean Miller said no. And they were looking at like Jim Boylan and a couple other people. And I'm like, what? Like literally Lute Olson yeah. like, just came off one of the largest like runs in the history of, of, of like you know, on the West Coast. And um, and that that does give me a little bit of pause. Um, but with that said, like so when Sean Miller said no, it actually like Jim Calipari called up Miller and said, like, why are you saying no to this program? And he made the same arguments, I'm assuming, that you and I both made. Like, Calipari's, say what you want about him, but he he knows where to be successful. <laughs> and, like, and which right. programs ha- have the easiest path to being successful. And Arizona was one of them. Right. No, and that's, I mean, like, you're, too, I mean, like, you're, I mean, for lack of a better way to put it, I mean, like, you are Nike in a lot of ways, like, one of Nike's flagship universities, right? And, like, they have to go head-to-head with Adidas, they're not going to let like, like Nike is gung ho to get somebody else in there so that they can try not to let Bobby Hurley get guys to go to an Adidas school. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, 
if you didn't know that how this is how it works, like I, I, I cover your ears like earmuffs because this is how it works in college basketball. So like, you know, Arizona, whomever that coach is going to have tremendous support from Nike, you know, to, because they, they want, you know, the top West coast players going to a Nike school. Um, you know, I, I, I think that if you are, you know, if you like it, it's true. Like I, I also think that the last hiring process, they sort of lucked out with Miller, but they ended up in a weird place. Cause I just, I don't know what Jim Liven was doing <laughs> um, with that. Right. Like it's just, he didn't seem like as well connected as you really should have been. Um, I feel like Kiki and Robbins, like they're, I, I feel like at the very least, I mean, I, I think that they of course kind of bungled the Kevin Sumlin hire in football. So that should maybe not give you that much confidence on that one. Um, and that was another one where they ended up late in the hiring process, blah, blah, blah. It, it didn't work out for a lot of reasons, partly because like a lot of the names have been hired, but I do think in, in college basketball right now that th there are a decent number of coaches who have are at what you would think of as like good, but not great power five jobs uh, or, you know, or big jobs around college basketball that haven't moved. Um, that Arizona is still a big enough job that you could maybe get, you know, I mean, like, and, you know, there's some concern that I would have had of like, you know, North Carolina coming open in a lot of ways, that's the best job in college basketball. I mean, they went with a guy that was an assistant on staff that, you know, Roy Williams has really pushed for, you know, that means that, you know, you know, whatever, you know, if you're Arizona, you're not competing out against that kind of a, you know, name out there. I, 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 my one hope here is that Arizona doesn't go, I mean, I say this is like, it really worked with Juwan Howard at Michigan, but I, I mean, it would worry me to see an alumni, you know, just get that job. That said, I mean, Arizona has a strong enough alumni network in basketball. Like Damon Stoudemire has done a pretty good job at Pacific. Um, Miles Simon, you know, has plenty of pro experience. You always wonder with like, I mean, Luke, like Luke Walton, who's that coach of the Kings is like, I don't, I'm not a candidate probably because he doesn't want to go hand deal with college recruiting for all the reasons we've talked about <laughs> on there, you know, like, but I, I mean, I think that if you're Arizona, like, I don't think that there's going to be any, you know, like you're going to be able to get a coach. If you, if you, even if you did decide to go with somebody who was a little less experienced as a hedge coach, like you could do what you want, you know, they did with Juwan Howard, uh, you know, Michigan with putting, um, Oh, what's the guy? Oh, Phil. Phil Martelli. Yeah. yeah. Phil Martelli, you know, on his staff to basically, you know, help guide him and mentor him. I don't know. I mean, it could work. I just, I mean, for, if you're in Arizona, like you're going to like Miller fought for all of his sort of personal foibles. Like he fought tooth and nail to get all of the amenities around the program, right? <clears throat> all the, you know, the flights, like he, he pushed for that in his contract, you know, the, you know, the flying charter, uh, he pushed for, all of the, you know, the weight rooms and, you know, the, you know, the specific practice facilities, all of the bells and whistles that Arizona has. Um, and there is a tremendous, you know, like booster community that Miller, I, I do think has cultivated um, around the program. And yeah, they were dedicated to Miller, but like, you know, they're, they're mostly dedicated to Arizona basketball. Yeah. You know, taking a look, actually, let's get to some of the candidates that are popping up here because there's some interesting names to talk about and let's do it right after this. Okay, we're back. And Rob, you had mentioned some some names of alums. And one, one of the great things about 
college basketball hiring and, and just hiring coaches in general is you don't have to hire your alumni. <laughs> like you can go out and hire people outside that base. But with that said, like you mentioned, there are some interesting names that, uh, that have gone through the Arizona program that, um, that are interesting. I personally, like, you know, when people mention Damon Stahlmeyer, um, I like, that's one of those names where I draw the line and go like, okay, we hired Sean. We fired Sean Miller to hire a guy that's coached at Pacific for like four years. <laughs> like, I know, okay. I know. And and like I know he's but he's done some stuff in the pros and like uh you know his assistant he was assistant at Memphis and stuff. But like if that's if that's the decision we make, then that's where I draw the line. I'm like, well, why don't we just let it ride out for a little bit longer? If that's the direction we were gonna go, um, you mentioned that Luke Walton had said no. You know, Josh Pastner's always going to pop up just because, like, he was part of the 97 team and, like, he bleeds Arizona. Um, But, like, the track record isn't there. And he had his shot at Memphis. Um, That Georgia Tech team that he had, like, great run in the tournament. And he did a good job with that team, but like they flamed out in the first round. He that that's like I think that's the best he's done. Maybe he made it to the second round one year uh, with with Memphis, but really not a good track record. And I remember when things were getting a little bit weird at Arizona when Miller said no, and people are like, "What about Passner? Like, let's let Passner like try try let's try him out here at Memphis for a little bit and see how he does." And like and basically got run out of the program. <laughs> so that makes me nervous yeah. when his name pops up. Um, uh, what what are some other names that that have jumped out? I I have some other here, but I don't want to like monologue the whole time. No, I mean I think I mean Musselman's a name that a couple of national folks have kicked around. I think because uh, you know I mean like there there's I mean sure Arkansas did win a national. I mean they won a national title about as recently as Arizona did. Um, but you know they're you know they're uh, Arizona is certainly a, a much more fertile recruiting ground than Arkansas. Um, you know, and I, I, I do think that he's, he would consider it, you know, and he's got a lot of time out on the West coast, um, you know, having coached, at, you know, uh, in the NBA out West, having coached at Nevada, uh, is a name. Uh, but after that, I mean, it does get a little, I mean, like I, I'm, I don't, I can't believe it. I mean, I have seen the name kicked around bet on like bet on like, one of the odds makers put out not crazy odds for Scott drew. I think that is bonkers. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a. That's, I, mean, I mean, you call him, I mean, right? Right. I mean, sure. Yeah. I mean, the you know the you know like why not? I mean, make a pass at him, but yeah. um, you know, it just it seems like such a such a crazy. I mean, crazier things have happened. It just it would be it, it would blow. I was I was shocked to see the odds as low. Like the only thing that shocked me about it was that the odds were as low as they were uh, for him. You know, to to come because I mean, with what he's built at Baylor. I mean, they will build statues of him at Baylor. Like, don't leave. Like, get, get your statues, dude. Yeah, I, I think he's he's uh, out of reach. The other one that we mentioned, like the obvious Arizona alum is Steve Kerr. But, like, I just don't think Steve Kerr leaves the NBA to go to oh. Arizona. I think, like, I, I would love for that to happen. Like, maybe when he's older and just is kind of done with the NBA, like, that maybe that could happen. But he's not there yet. And, like, I just don't see a scenario where that happens. Um, a couple other names. So here, let me throw this one out for you because I am fascinated by it. And I think that there's a case to be made for that. And that's John Beeline, um, the former coach at Michigan. Mm. I, I know he had some issues in the NBA, but that guy can freaking coach like those West Virginia teams that he pieced together with like duct tape and chicken wire to go to the Elite eight and then to go to Michigan um, and just what he was able to do there over time, like 
that guy and and you talk about like a modern offense right like he is an offensive right. first coach and was smart enough to bring on somebody i forget who he snagged him from it was like ball state but he he was smart enough to realize i'm making this jump to a better conference um although even now they're kind of even now but um to a bigger program i need to hire somebody that knows defense so that this entire right. program can get better so much so that like we actually went out and we bought like the the manual for like how they coached offense and defense at michigan because they did it so well rob i like he's he's he clearly wants to get back in the game he's doing media right now um and kind of flying his name around there i know he's older he's like 68 but if you can bring somebody in that builds a base foundation for the program and kind of leaves it in a better spot and you know you're going to get immediate success out of him like i don't know like am i am am i jumping is that is that too far-fetched no no i mean it's one of the ones where like i mean with uh with when people would say like, who are you going to get better at this, a better coach? Like John Beeline is a better X and O coach than Sean Miller. <laughs> like that he is right. Like he would, and he would, you know, he could given, you know, the talent on Arizona's roster right now, probably produce a better offense. Um, you know, and I, I think that's a really interesting name. The thing that, the thing that is going to give people pause about hiring him was he, I think he was really, you know, going to the NBA. I think he was tired of the direction that recruiting had like, cause you know, we've discussed this a little bit college basketball recruiting tends to actually like the money as we found out in this, like tends to actually touch the coaching staff, <laughs> which does not happen, which doesn't have like, like in college football, recruiting is nonstop, but it mostly sort of sidesteps or like, it's sort of like the shadow money in, in politics, right? Like, where it's, it's like, it doesn't work directly with the campaign. The campaign just puts out like a public wish list, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, right. That like, oh, we, we just, you know, we, we would be doing a lot better if we just had a, you know, one of these things to help us out. And then lo and behold, one of those things gets donated, right? Like it's one of the, it's that kind of thing in college football. College, like, I mean, I think Beeline, you know, from a lot of indications around college basketball was that he wasn't enamored with the way, you know, and I, I feel like a lot of coaches right now are not enamored with, you know, the transfer rules does really hit at, you know, a lot of the control coaches are able to exercise over players, uh, which I think is wrong. But the, um, I, I, you know, I think Beeline, it is like, you know, is Beeline going to be committed to recruiting? Right. I mean, cause he knows, I mean, it's not like Beeline doesn't know what recruiting is. Yeah, yeah. He absolutely does. Um, you know, if you feel like you get the commitment out of him for that and, 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 you know, if you're able to surround him with some guys that can go get players, then absolutely. Right. Like, I mean, Beeline and then get, you know, somebody that could coach. I mean, like at, uh, for Billy Donovan's title runs, it was Larry Shiat was the guy that was basically like his defensive coordinator. Right. Like Donovan coached the offense and like Shyatt coached the defense for the Gators. You know, like you need your Larry Shyatt type for, you know, with Beeline, like you mentioned. And you get that. I mean, it could absolutely work. I mean, it's just, it's hard because I think people sort of feel like you want to have that, like, uh, you know, that younger hire, somebody that could be there a while. But like, I mean, they're like, if I would, I would take what Mac Brown has been doing in North Carolina over some of the football programs we see around. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And like, 
and Kelvin Sampson, I think, is three years older than Beeline is. But like he was a perfect example of that where, you know, he took that Houston job and he was like 65 or 66. And like, look what he's been able to do there. Um, I think he's a little bit too long in the tooth for Arizona. And I'm sure he loves what he's doing in Houston now. But like that goes back to the Arizona. Like, who could have we have hired? Like, oh, my gosh, we could have gotten, you know, Sampson for like three million dollars a year to come to Arizona. And like a proven, proven coach that happened to text message people too much. Um, you know, Nate Oates obviously is a name that comes up. The bummer with him is that his ex- he just got a contract extension. Again, going back to my point, um, he got a contract extension through 2027. So he only like only is that, but like makes about three point two million dollars a year, which isn't like an obscene amount. Yeah. Um, but the fact right. that that contract goes, and I don't know what the buyout clause is there, so I, I do I would put that that one more out of reach. Um, one name that pops up for well, me. they've got they've got Bama football money. That's the tough thing there, right? Like, I mean, oh yeah, <laughs> that's very true. Um, you know, the, the I want to get to Tommy Lloyd because he's like the top uh, name that's floating around right now. Um, but like Mark Pope over at BYU, I think has done a good job, um, and he's a really he's like seen as a really good X's and O's coach. It's just whether or not can he pop up and and really hit the big time with like a, a major program where you are going to be asked to recruit at a higher level. Um, you know, right. like, I, I just think that there's some interesting names like floating out there, but, um, to, uh, Tommy Lloyd is the name. That's the biggest one right now. And he is an assistant at Gonzaga. He's seen as like the, the major recruiter there. So he brought in a lot of the international guys and, um, increasingly a lot of the big time names, the five-star kids that have come to Gonzaga that were, um, either in the transfer portal or we're at, right out of high school. Um, and it's seen as somebody that's developing them. You know, that, I think that's an interesting pick. If they go that direction, they might even be able to get him for like, where, where they're not paying through the teeth for him. I don't know. What did you think yeah. about that option? I mean, I think it's, I mean, it, it's an interesting one. Cause it's not that, uh, I mean, it feels like you haven't seen programs go out and hire like an assistant. Like that wasn't from Duke in a long time. Right. Like yeah. where, I mean, there's not, there's not many programs in college basketball because there are so many programs, uh, in division one in college basketball where guys really get a shot at the major level to have their first head coaching gig. Um, you know, so that, I mean, it would, it just, it, it, it feels like a, I mean, it just feels like a really big jump to get Arizona. You know, like, and I, I get it. Like the, you know, he, he's seen as a guy that go out, you know, is able to go out and, and really, you know, pack a roster. That's certainly a very, very useful thing to do. Um, my question, I guess would be then like, I mean, I, I would have access and O's questions then who's on his staff, right? I mean, who is he going to go get, um, you know, on there? I mean, it's, it, you know, like the right guy is going to be the right guy, whether he's an assistant or not. It's just, it is, a, it, it feels a little unusual because like, even like the, you know, the, the Krzyzewski assistants often get, you know, I mean, I, you, I don't want to insult any pit fans, but like they get like pit, right? Like, or they'll get like a, you know, like that kind of a job. You're not often getting like a, you're not going to get like an assistant from North Carolina hired to be the head coach of Kansas or something like that. And I don't think Arizona's necessarily at Kansas's level, but you know, like it, it'd be, it'd be kind of a surprise, I think, for Arizona to, to, to go that direction. Yeah. I mean, like maybe they make, they try to make a run at the Loyola coach. That'd be interesting, but he, like, I'd like to see him do it at a higher level. Um, no, no, he's already been hired. Oh, who, who got yeah, him? He's a, Oklahoma. Oh, they got him. Oh, damn. Porter Moser. Yeah. Oh, right on. Good for them. How Like, I'm curious how much they paid him. 
Um, see that that's a perfect example, right? What which program? Which is a better program, Arizona or Oklahoma in basketball? Right? It's Arizona. Right. Like the last time. Yeah, I, I mean it is. Yeah. I think Oklahoma yeah. made it to the Final Four. Like, um, well, I mean Arizona hasn't made it to the Final Four in a long time either since two thousand one. But like, it's right. been perennially a, a really strong program, um, and more committed to basketball right. than Oklahoma is. Damn, that really sucks. I'm curious how much they paid him. Right. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, like, and, and Beard going, right? Like, you knew Beard wasn't going to stay in Lubbock, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, Lubbock may as well be on the freaking, I've been to Lubbock, you may as well be on the freaking moon. Um, you know, like, so, so Beard going, like, that was a name that even a couple of years ago, like, when we were talking about, like, people would be like, who could Arizona get better than Sean Miller? I was like, Chris Beard. Like, mm-hmm. he took Texas Tech to a Final Four. Uh, you know, that, I mean, that's really hard. Um, and there are, I mean, that's, that when you kind of look across it, there's not, it doesn't feel like there's anybody who's had like really, really, you know, like extraordinary sustained success, right? Um, beyond the names that we we sort of talked about that are still, I mean, really kind of like Musselman's a name that you really, I like, I mean, I think you really like, um, you know, he, I looked, his contract, he does not yet have an extension in place at Arkansas. Um, so that's, I think one to keep an eye on, but it, it's hard to think of anybody like, right. That, you know, is obvious at like at the mid major level with Moser moving on, you know, to go grab. I mean, I don't think, you know, Pope at BYU is fine. I just, he, he doesn't, he's not going to come with a lot of pizzazz, right? No, that'd be the um, tier. Yeah. Right. Like, and that, that sort of makes it like that kind of higher. Um, although I mean, like I would say, I mean, I know you felt this way. Like when UCLA landed on Cronin, it was just like, man, like how far, how far have we fallen? I mean, it's worked so far. So shame on me, but (laughs) I mean, and it's worked that they actually played some offense. So like, like double shame on me because I really didn't see that coming. (laughs) Yeah, I know that. That is the crazy. He's actually running (laughs) sets out there too. Like it's amazing. I was watching that run. I'm like, oh my gosh, he's actually like running plays and shit. It's like not. I know it's so different from those Cincinnati teams, which just felt like it felt like a like a fight in an outhouse sometimes, like watching Cronin's teams play. Oh, they were disgusting, and they they couldn't get the offense to get him past those first couple of rounds. I think that was the big thing between them and UCLA yeah. this year. Where man, th- those teams are fun. That was a good team. Um, you know, I, I, it it'll be interesting to, to see. Yeah, there's also some like NBA like assistants and stuff, but um, I I just think that like. The, the money the money's gonna be there if they want to pick somebody off they're gonna have the money to do it and um, right. like one of the things that I always thought was interesting it was particularly with the sanctions was like everybody was ta- like kind of complaining oh like these sanctions are gonna hurt and then like and then Louisville went out and threw a bag of money at Chris Mack and he took a six-year deal yep. with Louisville with like the strippers and like the, he, like literally Louisville's the only school that's fired their coach now that before <laughs> Sean Miller was fired, but you know, um, that was implicated in the scandal and, and they went out and they found a guy. So I, you know, I'm just, and, and it'll just be good to have a, have like a fresh, uh, just a, a breath of fresh air. Cause the, the other thing that struck me was like a lot of the assistants and I know he brought along, uh, Jason Terry. I thought the Lorenzo Romar hire was interesting because like clearly, um, that offense needed to be shaken up and bringing him along kind of was at least a tip of the hat in the right direction. Um, but outside of that, I think a lot of his assistants are like, 
you know, a 24 year old at Ball State. And like, it just seemed like he was he was paying more than he needed to for for talent because it's, it was kind of hard to, to bring people along, you know, when they didn't know the direction the program was headed. So it just seemed like all over the place th- there was a need for a change. And frankly, like I know people are probably if you're listening to this, it's either because you hate Arizona or you love Arizona. Um, Arizona's kind of like like USC in football, where it's like the conference is better when Arizona is good. And obviously USC has had like a, a longer track record of like, um, maybe not right. Like of success, Arizona has done pretty well in terms of getting conference tournaments and all that stuff um, and conference championships. But like having a good Arizona program is good for the conference. And like, I really like when there are multiple good teams. Um, and I just think that, you know, Arizona moving on from Miller, particularly after the last couple of years um, is probably, anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see who they bring on. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm ready. I mean, I think a lot. I, I think, despite the vocal, you know, faction out there in the fan base, I think people were, you know, ready and interested to move on. You know, from from you know where Arizona had, had shaken out. And I mean, it really, like, too. I mean, I, I don't think that there was hardly any excitement about this year's recruiting class again. Um, and it was going to feel sort of, you know, half baked together in the raw, like. I mean, in some ways it would be a roster where you didn't have the usual NBA turnover um, that you would have under Miller, but I don't know that that made it, that made it like a great roster. (laughs) I mean, they'd be around for a little longer, but um, you know, the roster certainly had holes and questions. So, I mean, I think you can, I mean, like, you know, Louisville was able to go out and and throw money at it. Arizona certainly has money for basketball. Um, You know, I mean, they just found money to, I mean, we were surprised. I thought, I was I was a little surprised they found the money to fire Kevin Sumlin, yeah, <laughs> bring in a new staff, um, and that's football. And uh, you know, people, you know, it's it's great. I mean, people there are a lot more there are a lot more people that care about Arizona football because football is just a bigger sport all around than basketball um, in America. That said, like the people that have money care a lot about Arizona basketball. Yeah, um, and you've been like the the the. The, the folks that a lot of the folks that go to those games, I mean, like people used to joke around. I lived in Phoenix for a while too. Um, and I had a friend that was a financial advisor. Um, and he said like, yeah, I mean, the pickings are good up in Phoenix, but like the real money is hiding down in Tucson. Like the, the real money, right, money is hiding up in those neighborhoods by the mountains in Tucson, oh. <laughs> which is true. Like Paul McCartney had, a, I mean, like there's, a, there, there's some real big money around Tucson, uh, oddly enough. And, uh, you know, I, I think Arizona will have the cash if, if it's a question of money. Um, right. And there, you know, the, I think, you know, that was one of the, maybe the things that, you know, hamstrung live and good last time around. If we talk about like where the athletic department was last time, it's just a, it's a very different setup. I mean, it, Arizona basketball almost runs like a professional like type organization with the level of investment that they have in it. I mean, that's true around a lot of major conference teams these days, but uh, I'm with you. I think Arizona will have the money to, to, to get involved with the name. And if they have to back up, you know, the Brinks truck to, to get somebody to move so that they can make the hire, you know, to appease the fans and, um, and they will, I mean, they will, uh, you know, because there is a vocal pro Sean Miller contingent, they will need to make a hire to appease the fans here. I, I, I think they'll have the money to do it. 